Good evening and welcome to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This will be a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, or only one episode. If Tosh.0 taught us anything, it's that Comedy Central loves canceling shows. Tonight, it is Contest Searchlight. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. Jesus and the gang, he's back and he's pissed. Jesus and the gang, at all the fun things he's missed. Jesus Jesus and and the the gang, gang. tra-la-la-la-la. Contest Searchlight is a completely original idea. Yes, it's 100% original. Contest Searchlight was the largest creative competition in television history. Hundreds of submissions were received from aspiring writer-directors hoping to create a television series. Dennis Leary's Apostle will produce. Comedy Central will air six episodes of the winning series. Now, a team of comedy professionals must choose one winner. This is Contest Searchlight. It's it's nothing like Project Greenlight. No, 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 nothing like that was a movie. This is a TV show. Yeah, it's it's com- totally different. It's completely different. This was crazy and very hard to follow. Oh, did you, you had trouble following? Uh, yes. Jim Serpico and Tom Salidi look too much alike. Yeah, th- there's two producers in it. Or they're, they're not producers. I forget what their titles are. They work with uh, Apostle, which is Dennis Leary's production company. And they do look too much alike. Uh, Tom is bearded and Jim is not. Yes, but... They're bald white guys. It's true. They they don't act differently enough to like give them qualifying characters. And that's kind of one of the biggest issues with the show is uh, this was four episodes. It ran from August 1st to September 1st, 2002. Yes. So literally just a month. Yes. Super short run series. Uh, and the gimmick is that... It's going to be hosted by Dennis Leary and John Stewart. Correct. Neither of which really remembered that they were supposed to be doing it. But Dennis Leary gets saddled with it. Yeah. And John Stewart, because he's Mr. Daily Show, gets out of it. Gets out of it because he's too busy. Uh, something funny is August is traditionally when the Daily Show takes a break. True. <laughs> Very true. So that, that's what made it even funnier to me, is it aired when Daily Show was just like, no, we're not running. Yeah, <laughs> he would be on vacation at this time. Yes. <laughs> but it's it's great, because we get him on the phone. Yes. And he's just like... I heard they were just putting their names on it, and that we weren't going to have to do anything. Well, that's basically what I heard. You know what? Why don't you sit Dennis? Why don't you just move into my house? Right. You know what? I have a window of opportunity between 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. He eventually says he'll do it, and then he gets his publicist to back out for him. Yes. Power move. So, the beginning sequence of this show is trying to find a replacement for Jon Stewart. And this whole sequence is very strange, because we get a lot of really, not like super big name, but... Big name comics. Yeah. On the phone saying three sentences. Yeah, it's Matt Dillon, uh, Gina Gershon, Jim Brewer, Ray Romano, and John Favreau, who is still six years away from his breakout in Iron Man. Yes. I mean, when they call Jim Brewer, 
it's Tim. Yeah. It's Dennis Leary. Who? And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> These are very, very small cameos. So it's just funny to be like, I need to call you for a second for this show. Yeah, it is. They are cameos. Yeah. I mean, it it should be stated that the show's not real. Oh, that's absolutely clear. Yeah, this isn't a real contest. This this is a... But not everyone knew that. What? Uh, Comedy Central had to field phone calls about things happening to certain people. Ooh, okay. Um, I guess we'll, we'll come across those as we're explaining the show? Yes. Um, All right, that's very interesting. So the first, the first episode is essentially the ten finalists, and we meet some of them. We don't even meet all ten. No, we, we don't meet all ten, but there's some standouts. Uh, Kristen Shaw. Kristen Shaw probably gets the most screen time for someone that doesn't make it to the top three. I think she actually gets more screen time than the third place. I, I think you're right. Uh, she's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, she's... Um, like, she does steal the episode. She In really just does. a few lines. Uh, she was pitching a cartoon about a short order cook... Uh, owning a restaurant in New Jersey. I really wish that was true. <laughs> I really, I really wish her pitch had been Bob's Burgers. It's been Bob's Burgers, and it, she's just been working for fifteen years getting that show on the air. And again, I have to remind you, this is two thousand two, so she's somebody who became considerably more famous after. Yes, this. yes. Also, uh, among the the people there is. Uh, the guy from Wet Hot American Summer. A.D. Miles, who plays Chef Gary. Yes. Who, like, he's he's very much a, I know this guy. He's also um, Jimmy Fallon's stepdad in the Ew yes. segment on the Fallon show. Yes, you know him from Ew. Uh, he's in a theme park ride, so good for him. Yeah, he's killing it. Because uh, he's in the Jimmy Fallon ride at Universal. <laughs> This is my lamb stepdad guy. And if you're wondering, that's G A R L guy. No one's wondering how to spell Guys, guys, you're not supposed to be here yet. The rest of the audience is still outside waiting to come in. So, during this party, Dennis Leary is getting wasted. Yeah, it should be mentioned that in reality, these four episodes are a really long Mike's Hard Lemonade commercial. <laughs> and not a subtle one. Not a, They are constantly just downing Mike's Hard Lemonades. Yes. So uh, he's slamming Mike's Hards and he's getting very drunk. And there is a through line throughout the, this entire series that uh, his show on ABC, The Job, has been canceled. Yes. Which is also... A one-season wonder. It's true. So the job will probably be something we'll do uh, on this show. But this is right before Rescue Me. Yes. So this is... The job ran two. Did it run two seasons? Ah, I thought we had seen that it only ran one. Um, I've watched most of the job and enjoyed it because I'm not sure if if our audience knows this, but uh, I love Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary is one of my favorite comedians. So that that's why I was drawn to this show. Uh, and if you're attached to Contest Searchlight, watch the job because literally 
everyone in yes. Contact Searchlight worked on the job. Yes, this is what they did when they found out they didn't have a job anymore. Because Adam Ferrara was a lead role. Yes. And he is a lead role in the show within a show. Yes. So let, let, let's get to this. Uh, we get down to three finalists. Yes. Amber, Carmine, and Mike. Yes. Amber has the idea. Four friends in New York. These, these four friends meet religiously. They meet every Sunday and they talk about philosophy and they talk about the world around them. And you get the feeling from them all that they're kind of waiting for something to happen. And then Jesus comes. And Jesus is the main character. Yes, and she pitches that, like, different actors should play Jesus in every episode to avoid, like, racial and gender issues. Which is kind of a cool idea. I love that idea of kind of, like, having a stunt casting celebrity who's like, who's Jesus this week? That's such a fun idea. I wonder if in 2019 we could pitch celebrity Jesus. Yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) The... Weird thing that happens that never comes up again is one of the producers says... I couldn't believe it. You know, the day before when she met alone with me and Tom, this pitch had nothing to do with Jesus. It's never brought back. So, like, there's this weird thing that that's being implied that she is just adding Jesus now that she's in the final three. So, I felt like there was supposed to be plot here. I felt like there was supposed to be a lot more to Amber's character. Yeah. Then we got, um, Carmine's is that he has swag designed. Yes. He's pitching an animated half hour show based on a movie he's already done. A movie already made about people at like a lake house. Yeah, beach house. I really feel like this is a joke we don't get. I feel like they are making fun of someone. Right. Like, I'm sure that there is someone who made a movie like this and, like, is still talking about it that they're poking fun of. Yeah, like, this is probably somebody they know. Yeah. That they're making fun of. Carmine did not make a movie. I did check that Carmine didn't make a short film that he was playing into. Because there's one moment where uh, the one guy is talking and he says... I really feel like uh, this guy, Carmine, just wanted to get stuff out of his garage. Uh, You know, he wants some animated TV show based off of some short film he made in college that no one's ever seen. And in the background, very clearly and almost very purposely, is South Park material. Yeah. So I'm like, is this supposed to be poking fun at... Trey Parker and Matt Stone, because that is their story? Yeah, and I mean, 2002 was, like, peak South Park. Yeah. That's about three, four years in. They're really starting to hit a stride. Mm -hmm. They're a cultural phenomenon at this moment. Yeah, the Cartman's father thing has happened. Yes. So so that is my working theory. Is that it's biting the hand of Comedy Central. Yeah, it's kind of just insidey joke. Makes sense. And then Mike's pitch is essentially the show The Job. But better. That's what they say, verbatim. Do they say that? Yes. Oh. It's not really like the job. (laughs) No, but his vision changes a great deal. Yes. His his idea is called Shoes. S-H-E-W-S. And he's going to tell the story of all these different people from different walks of life. 
uh, through their shoes. Yes. And it's going to be shot in a real apartment. Yes. And improved every episode. Live to tape. Live to tape. Yes. What does that phrase actually mean? I believe it means that it's, like, shot live. It's shot live. Yeah, like it's a studio like there, audience. There are no cuts. It's Correct. just what we get, we get. Uh, it could be also screened live, but not always. Okay. Okay. Like Saturday Night Live is live to tape. Right. Okay. But so is The Big Bang Theory. Okay. Gotcha. Like, oh, I don't know. Big Bang Theory is really because they probably do reshoots. And they, stuff. they absolutely, but like do reshoots. shows with a studio audience that don't really stop. Okay, variety shows. Okay, gotcha. Uh, American Idol, like some of the filmed ones that are pre-taped, are live to tape in that way. Okay, I get you. I get you. Those kinds of shows. So, based off of those three ideas, which one would you say from? Someone who has watched a lot of shows that have failed in one season is the best idea. Um, God, they're all terrible. You think they're all terrible? I really do. Oh. I I think Jesus and the Gang is 100% a great idea. Well, Jesus and the Gang isn't the original. Like, Dennis Leary adds the Apostles and dubs it Jesus and the Gang. Right. So once he gets to it, it works. I mean, I, th- I think a bunch of people from different walks of lives hanging with Jesus, which is the way that Amber puts it, yeah. would be a good show. Yeah, I could see it. I think Carmine's idea we don't get enough of. Correct. And I don't think Mike's idea is an idea. And I don't think it's supposed to make sense. I think <laughs> we're not supposed to like it. So then uh, Mike's idea ends up winning... But with Jesus. Yeah, they. what happens is uh, Dennis Leary pitches it to like a, a bellhop. Yes. And was like, which one of these shows would you like more? So he accidentally combines the two. And it basically, the idea is, well, maybe Mike's idea is better. We'll just add Jesus because that's the part that we like of Amber's. Right. So they're going to tell Mike that they won and Dennis is going to take care of Amber. Yeah. Um, Amber is a sexual object at this point. Yes. Like, every male character with any amount of power in the competition has made a sexual comment about Amber. Now, not every one of them is pursuing Amber. Right, but they've all made a comment. There's a lot of comments of, like, uh, Dennis isn't listening. Dennis is just attracted to Amber. Right. So it's not, the story isn't everyone wants to to bang Amber. Well, Dennis and Lenny do. Lenny but, is the co-host. I don't know if we even talked about Lenny. A lot of people do. Yeah, Lenny uh, Lenny Clark ends up being the person who replaces uh, Jon Stewart. You will know him from the job or you don't know who he is. Or he had his own sitcom a very long time ago called Lenny. Really? It was in the, like, it was 1990. Oh, uh, let me guess. One season. <laughs> I am checking right now. 16 episodes, which probably one season. That that sounds a whole lot like one season. Or, one season. Okay, there's a, a small chance it was canceled during its second season, but... Nope. All right, Lanny, we'll add you to the list. We won't. <laughs> 
so uh, the next episode then starts with them starting production on uh, shoes with Mike not knowing it will be Jesus and the gang. And uh, Dennis has hired Amber to be his personal assistant, to be his eyes and ears, because Dennis took Lenny's advice and went to rehab. Yes, so we don't have Dennis Leary in this episode. And uh, the one of one of the two bald guys goes, "Yeah, Dennis has a drinking problem, but we have a show." Yes, and Comedy Central wants a celebrity Jesus. Let's let's hold up just real quick before we get into the celebrity parts of this, because uh, I, I want your opinions on a few things. Okay. Uh, one is, as someone that loves Dennis Leary, the idea of Dennis Leary in rehab is hilarious on its own. Mm-hmm. Did that have any residence with you? Um, I don't. I never got the impression he actually went to rehab. Okay. Like I kind of thought he didn't go. I thought he just he just skipped town. Yeah, and like okay. when he comes back, he says like oh, I went to rehab for like ten days, then I went to the beach for three days, and he's <laughs> yeah. standing at the Mike's Hard Lemonade fridge, cracking open one. Yes, well, he quit drinking for ten days while he was at rehab, so now he feels better, so he's going to start drinking again. Yeah, like I didn't really get the impression that he actually went to rehab. Okay, uh, I thought he was trying to leave because he super didn't want to be there. The, the other thing that I, I kind of start to realize at this point is uh, while we know that it is scripted, everyone is playing themselves. Right. And everyone is a such a worse person than themselves. Right. This kind of starts to feel like this is the end. Okay, I definitely can get that. Because there are moments where I'm like, I'm surprised that they are allowing themselves to be shown in this light. (laughs) I think the people, like, people like Dennis Leary and Lenny Clark, like, this isn't being seen in this light. Their fan base knows that this is their characters. Dennis Uh, Leary's never... Like, it's not like Dennis Leary is Bob Saget who made his living <laughs> yeah. as a nice guy suburban dad on TGIF. Yeah. Like, Dennis the loved Leary, family man, Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary has been Dennis Leary for years at this point. Yes, very true. And one more thing, because we didn't bring him up. There's the new producer at Comedy Central, and this is his first show. Yes. Did you know who that was? Chris. He is actually... Dennis Leary's comedy partner, and he's the guy who plays guitar on Asshole. Oh, good for him. Yeah, so he's kind of there. He's kind of not playing himself. He's the only one among them that's not playing themselves. Probably because they couldn't get, like, an actual uh, Comedy Central executive to play himself. Right, right. So they needed a fake Comedy Central. Uh, so let's let's talk about Chris cast- Phillips. Chris Phillips, yes. Who is playing Chris Phillips? He is you. playing Chris Phillips, but the the relationship between him and Dennis, Dennis is different is, than real yeah. life. So now let's get into who who are we going to have play Jesus? So they're trying to figure it out. Comedy Central wants a name. Yes. So Mike Lombardi, man, does he have some ideas? <laughs> you know, he's coming up with names that are utterly ridiculous. Dennis Hopper. That's one of Ayla I would rather not check. Philip Seymour Hoffman. You could never, ever get Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mickey Rourke, Gary Oldman. 
stop wasting our time. Yeah, the, the casting director, who's not in any more of it, and it's a shame, because I really yes. liked that character. Because uh, she's only sane person. Yeah. In yeah. her scene. Like, she's not a bad version of herself. She is a woman who is having a bad day. Yeah. Also, did you catch one of the names that gets thrown out by, uh, I think it's Dennis... Andy Dick. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> Andy Dick is back. And his entire, the entire Andy Dick moment is. What about Andy Dick? I hate that guy. Yep. Moving on. So they just dump on Andy Dick for no reason. It's great. <laughs> but then they end up narrowing it down to one man. Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher. Who lives in New York. He's a Broadway guy. He is just coming off. Uh, a broad, the Broadway-nominated 2001 revival of Noises Off. Right. Which, sadly, was not information I needed to look up. That's just stuff <laughs> yeah. I knew. That's not research department talking? No, that's just... <laughs> that's just Laura speaking? That's just me being a dweeb-ass dweeb. <laughs> um, now, he's actually about to leave New York for a while because his next big role is Sandy Cohen in The mm. O.C. California. California. Here we come! That wasn't a clip. That's actually me singing. Oof. At this point, the copyright strike would be a mercy. (laughs) I never watched The O.C., but I knew that too. And that was also not something I had to look up. Because I was 16 when The O.C. came out. And there's just things you pick up. Yeah. I used to watch the theme song because I liked the song California. That and One Tree Hill. So I could hear Gavin DeGraw. Oh, you were, you're the one who just wanted to hear Gavin DeGraw. I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. That's really me singing. That's not a clip. He came to my college my freshman year. Yes, he didn't come to my college. And uh, our school newspaper's headline that week was, in all caps and bold, DeGrossum. Mm. And that was my first semester of college. And I was like, so this is what journalism is, huh? <laughs> yep. He was supposed to open for Yellow Card and backed out in Stockton. Yeah, so he could headline at TCMJ. <laughs> yeah. Son of Better, a bitch. I guess. Uh... Hey, let's talk about this show. Oh. So we get Peter Gallagher. And is it ever explained why Jesus is dressed as a cowboy? He wants to be a country singer. Does that come up in this episode at all? Or I does it only come so. up at the end of the show? I think it comes up later. But I I don't understand. <laughs> so. But Lenny and Tom have also gone behind the production's back to book Colin Quinn. Yeah, because they don't think that, uh, I almost said Peter Gabriel. <laughs> Peter Gallagher will do it. Yeah, so they're, they're also booking Colin Quinn. And it's an exciting day for Mike Lombardi. This is the day they're shooting the title sequence. Yes. The location shooting, not in the soundstage. Mm-hmm. They've got one shot at this. Yes. Outdoor New York street shots. Very hard, very expensive. Yes. And we get a couple wrenches thrown in. Because first off, uh, Peter Gallagher doesn't like the costume. Nope. Second, Colin Quinn is here and he is here to work. <laughs> Colin Quinn shows up. And I just love Peter Gallagher going, if you want to do this, you can I really don't want to. <laughs> yeah, like, Colin Quinn's problem is not with Peter Gallagher. They're, the two men are peaceful. Yeah. Uh, but Colin gets into a fist fight with Jim Serpico. <laughs> yes, because he throws him off the set because he was not hired to work there. Right. 
So, so it's good to see Kyle and Quinn. <laughs> yeah, the opening is supposed to be the five roommates, the four roommates and Jesus converging on the front stoop of the apartment. And Jimmy Burke is supposed to drive in. It's supposed to be kind of like The Simpsons. Right. Where everybody gets there at the same time. Yes, kind of, yeah. And the assistant director, Todd, who is my favorite character. <laughs> yes, Todd. Todd kind of steals the show. Uh, makes a joke to Jimmy about which one's the pedal and which one's the brake after Jimmy Burke asks. Yeah. And he gives Jimmy Burke bad advice. And it turns out, like many a New York resident, Jimmy Burke never learned how to drive. Nope. Because, like, it sounds weird, but that is very much a thing with city residents. My aunt yeah. lived in Philly all of her life and didn't learn to drive until she was, like, 25. Yeah, because you didn't need to. Yeah, because... Why would you drive? Yeah. You live in the city. You don't have a car. Yeah, it's too expensive to have a car. So then he hits Peter Gallagher with a car. He hits Peter Gallagher with a car. And Comedy Central got a bunch of phone calls. Oh, really? About people who were worried about Peter Gallagher. Because <laughs> let me tell you, I remember watching this live because when we watched this live, me and my family, because my whole family is big Dennis Leary uh, fans, we were on vacation. Oh, my God. So I think I was either in Hershey or I was in Lancaster, but this show was appointment television. Oh my God. So whatever we did, we did, we didn't do that night because we had to be home in the hotel so we could watch Contest Searchlight and watch Peter Gallagher get hit by a car. And it was the funniest thing I had ever seen. Appointment television while your family was on vacation? We were on vacation. And I remember we were like, well, we should probably get back in time to see Contest Searchlight. It's like, yeah. we, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we left whatever we were doing in Lancaster or Hershey or whatever and went back to the hotel and watched Contest Searchlight. I literally cannot imagine that happening on a family vacation. I, I will also point out that uh, on another trip to Hershey, we left Hershey early. And ate at an Applebee's, and my mom asked them to put on Big Brother. See, that at least makes sense, because usually, like, in an Applebee's, it's what? Like a sport? Yeah. Eh. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was fanatical about this show. And just the way it's, it's wonderfully shot, the way <laughs> Peter Gallagher is walking towards the steps... And the car flies in from off screen. And Peter Gallagher ragdolls. And it is actually very, like, abrupt. Wham! And, like, it it doesn't look like it's obviously a dummy. Like, it looks good. Yeah, it's a good stunt double. And Peter Gallagher just hits the ground and is bleeding internally. And someone goes, uh, Mike... We got time for one more shot before the ambulance gets here. (laughs) So Mike reframes it as they're on a picnic. (laughs) And Jimmy bikes into the shot with a bike he stole from a pizza guy. And pizza guy fights him. (laughs) The pizza guy attacks him. And uh, there's a great talking head. And all I could think was, God must really hate Michael Lombardi. Uh, Michael mourns for his opening sequence, but not for Peter. (laughs) Lenny Clark also said something like, this is my first time producing, but I think it's bad if you injure two actors and you come home with nothing. (laughs) It is. It is bad. I'm not like a huge expert, but it is not the goal. Oh. Oh, Um, I loved it. 
So then we're getting into the actual filming of the show. Yes. And uh, Mike, the actor playing Mike, or I guess Mike Lombardi, who is playing Mike Lombardi. Yes. uh, Clearly ran out of stuff to say. Because he keeps yelling, it's too Hollywood, it's too Friends, it's not real. Yes. But those three sentences over and over and over again for like the first five minutes of this episode. The tech director is super mad. And then Mike goes and cries. Yes. And Which is a very like project green light moment. And then Todd has to go talk him down. Yes. Uh, Todd's great. Todd is wonderful. And Dennis shows up. Dennis says he quit drinking for 10 days and he finds Amber with Adam Ferrara. Yes. Nothing's happening. But yeah, he's just kind of upset that Amber's not around him. Right. And now Patrice O'Neill is playing Jesus. Yes, they have to replace Peter Gallagher because he was struck by a vehicle. Uh, Jesus is still a cowboy. Still a cowboy. And uh, there's a whole weird sequence where something in the dressing room smells bad. Yeah, there's this like, there's this weird like racial commentary throughout. Because the, a couple in the, of times in the beginning, before Patrice even shows up, uh, when they announce the winner, they cut to a talking head of the one uh, black finalist who's like, "I saw who won." And I was just kind of like white folk. Yep. So it's almost like they were trying to make some sort of political statement, but just it gets lost. I, I'm wondering if we needed to watch more Project Greenlight. Yeah, like maybe this is a direct parody or something. Like. Maybe there were not a lot of uh, finalists of color on Project Greenlight. Yeah, maybe. So it might be, like, making fun of that. Which I've never actually sat down and watched Project Greenlight. Nor have I. Because I... I I have friends that tried out for it. Of course you do. (laughs) I I never actually watched it. And uh, they're composing a theme song in the hallway. Yes. Uh, They get some guy, and he composes the worst theme song ever. was just sort of reminiscent of, of bad music. Remember you're the king of the Jews. Jesus and the gang, it's all good news. You know, they're all like just staring at me. And it's just like... Yep, that sure did suck. Yeah, it's very uh, uh, Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine. Yes, but like not good Yes, not, like, not apologies enjoyable. to Richard Cheese. Yeah, I'm sorry I brought you into this. Uh, Dennis gets a really cool director's chair that I just want to give a shout out. To <laughs> yeah, shout out to that. There's chair. a joke that pays off with the chair. Yeah, it has like a little mini fridge attached to it and an umbrella. It's got cold beers and hot sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, it's very like it's the producer's chair. It's yeah. this fancy, fancy chair. And uh, Dennis and. Uh, Chris, who plays guitar on his uh, single Asshole, yes, improvises just like a good little theme song. Yeah, they put together a, a new song. That you might have heard us singing at the beginning. Yeah. 
And here it is again. First time he came, there was no TV, no HBO, no NBC. But this time there is, so you know where it'll be. Every Friday night at 10.30. Jesus and the gang, he's back and he's pissed about all the fun stuff that he missed. I was seeing red. I, I couldn't talk. But you, but your face gets numb when you get angry. I, talk, I was that angry. So uh, Mike's directing style is that he directs literally from on high. Like, he directs up from the rafters? Yes. <laughs> Do a great show. Don't talk to me like you're Caesar. Uh, and no one really, like, gets the show because the crew wants to mark things. Yes. Uh, but it's supposed to be improv, so there are no marks. And this is kind of playing into the, this idea that the creator and the producers don't really understand each other because this is why he didn't want to shoot it in a set. Right. He wanted it to be in an apartment because the camera guy says at one point, what do you want me to do? Strap this thing to my back and walk around? This thing weighs a thousand pounds. It's like, yeah, that's not the camera he wanted. Right. He wanted it to be more scrappy and handheld. Yes. Uh, the improv, the rehearsal goes well. Yeah, that's the one thing is it, they give us this glimmer of hope that the show is really slick. But yeah, like everybody's funny, and the network run through is coming up, and uh, Jimmy Burke requests that the crew wear black. Yes, so he can. They focus. Don't they? They inform him it is in fact Hawaiian shirt Friday. Yes, and it's a union thing. <laughs> they have to. Uh, but during the network preview, the set floods. Yes, uh, because, and I feel like this is something that gets lost. Yeah. Because uh, one thing that was missing from our version of it, because we kind of watched it stitched together as a movie. Yes. Is previously on Contest Searchlight, there's a, a shot during one of the meetings where uh, Dennis puts his cigarette cigarette out in a paper cup and throws it in the trash. That's what starts the fire. Oh. And they make that very clear in the, like, previously on. If you're not really paying attention, it's a throwaway movement. Yeah. And then that's what sets off the sprinklers. And it floods the set, and Patrice slips and falls, and... Well, Patrice is electrocuted. Well... He slips and falls when he gets electrocuted. Like, when he falls in the water, there's a wire. Is that, I, I thought he, you saw the, like, bzz, bzz, and then he, like, stumbles out. Oh, I might have missed the motion. Oh, okay. Like, sometimes I miss visual things because I'm trying to you're writing notes. take notes. Um, and there's a great payoff to the joke with the chair because it's just Leary sitting in the middle of the crew area with his umbrella up. Yeah. That's not good. Smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, not learning. Oh, because he's not allowed to smoke on set. Yeah, that's another now. thing that we don't really touch, we haven't really touched on, is Mike is allergic to smoke. Yes. And Dennis Leary smokes like a chimney. Right. And because everyone hates Mike, everyone starts smoking cigars. Yes. <laughs> so now we're to the actual taping of the show. Yes. Uh, so we see the warm-up comic, and they talk a little bit about Eddie Brill, the warm-up comic. Yeah. And we see him crushing it. Yeah, he's a good comic. Eddie Brill's good. Yeah, he's doing... Well, like... And Eddie is good in character, too. Like, he's doing great. 
Yes. And then the two female actors, who I feel like they realized hadn't had any screen time. Nothing. We knew nothing about these people. Get into, like, a cat fight over who's fake, and, like, one of them rips the other one's chicken cutlets out of her bra. Yes. Is that the first time you were ever acquainted with the phrase chicken cutlets? Uh, when not referring to chicken cutlets, the food? Yes. yes this is this is my first exposure. Because that's, this. like, that is a girl theater thing of, like, you kind of enhance what you're working with. Right. By putting these pink silicone things that look not unlike chicken cutlets into your bra. Right. So it's a funny motion, like, because I've seen them get thrown around dressing rooms because girls are terrible, too. Right. So... It was, that was like a fun thing, and I thought it was funny. Yeah, it was funny, and there's But these two girls felt so underdeveloped, in that, like, I'm looking up their names. Danielle and Mary. Yes. One of which I think I recognized. The the brunette. She looked very familiar. They are both brunette. One of them has, like, highlights, though. That's the one that I, I, I recognized from something. Yeah, Mary Birdsong has had quite a career. Yeah, that, that name even sounds familiar. Danielle Schneider was in Step Brothers as the receptionist. She's worked on It's Always Sunny. She didn't resonate with me. The other one did. Uh, but there's also, like, some weird subplot here with the page. Yeah, like, the page thinks he has a relationship. Yeah, but... With Danielle. With Danielle, but doesn't... <laughs> and... uh, Danielle was on Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh. She was uh, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, Kelly Wigglesworth, and Anna Nicole Smith. Oh. That's a, Among that's a credit. Others. That's a good credit. Uh, but this Paige character is just, like, kind of thrown in and maybe is going to have four more lines. Yeah. And this is where I start developing a theory that there is a lot of cut content. Oh, Definitely. Because I feel like there was supposed to be more stories with more things. And I think this could have run six episodes. I think this easily could have run eight. Six, eight episodes. But for some reason they went with four. And as a result, we're missing just like little bits of the story. Right. Uh, Because I also have a theory about Amber being this weird opportunist. Yeah. Because it seems to me the story they were attempting to tell with Amber is she somehow became a finalist. She, for some reason, changes her pitch to get a more of an advantage in the uh, the finals of the, the final three. She doesn't win, but immediately takes a job where she has power. Right. Uh, she is kind of like... The, now, the, the eyes and ears of Dennis Leary, but it is now also using Adam. Right. It, but, like, we really don't get anything else about their relationship. Correct. Uh, and then she just kind of fades away. Yeah, she's barely in the last two episodes. Uh, th- she has one kind of mo- big moment in the final episode that I will get to when it happens. Okay. But it definitely felt like the story was supposed to be... Out of everyone, Amber somehow gets a good position. Yeah, Amber survives. She was going to be like this cunning, like, sly person, but they just lost that narrative. Yeah, they lose most of the narratives in the show. Uh, Patrice has not yet shown up. Yes, they still believe Patrice is going to do the show, despite his electrocution. 
So they keep making Eddie stall. A bunch of the audience members leave. And Jessica the Page has to go out and find the audience. Has to find a brand new audience. Jessica the Page shows up for the first time and is a fantastic character. I mean, it makes sense because the Pages would mostly be there for a live taping. Right. I'm just saying it's impressive that, like... I remember her name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, she makes a very big impression on us. Yeah, she's very funny. She's also not playing the worst part of herself. She's she's playing an over-eager Social climbing. Yeah. People pleasing. Your, your typical page. Your typical page. And she says... Okay, so Jim says, I need you to find an audience. I didn't know where I was going to find an audience, but I said yes, because you want to be a yes man. And then I see a bus and a line of kids. My grandmother passed away, and sometimes I feel like she's looking down on me so I said thank you and I ran to the bus and I I said do you want to come see a TV show I don't even know if she said yes I just said let's go we lead them in they were in these cute t-shirts this looked like a field trip and I just made their day better I'd like to ask you this question at this point this show is ridiculous yes like we've seen Peter Gallagher get hit by a car we've seen Patrice O'Neill get electrocuted all this insane things happening doesn't this show feel more real than I'm with Busey? It does. It does feel more real. Yeah, I think they just pull it off better. Absolutely. And there's more people to play off. And there's also a lot more, like... They're not working too hard to generate the situations. The comedy in the audience... The comedy in Jessica getting the new audience feels more organic. Yeah. Because it's like, everyone's had the moment where they try to fix something in a hurry at work. And then, you know, an hour later they look back at it and go, oh no. (laughs) And like realize far too late that they've made things significantly worse. Yeah. The kids are super quiet and super well behaved. And Eddie Brill is now taking the role of Jesus. Yes. And he's awful. Yeah, well, he's... Jesus was Jewish, is what he just keeps saying. Yeah. But, like, whatever the narrative of the show is now getting lost, because he doesn't want to be called Jesus? He wants to be called Miles, because he wants to be a country singer. Yeah, so, like, it's very confusing on what is even happening on the show. And there's a weird delay in the laughter. Yeah, there's, like, an echo of some sort. Uh, And so, one of the actors gets off stage and does a little investigating and finds that the audience is deaf. Yes. So they're laughing delayed because they have to wait for someone to sign for them. And that, like, we have unique experience in that this has happened to us. Yes, we've performed for multiple deaf crowds. (laughs) I mean, I really mostly remember the one show that we did that was a fundraiser. Yes. And it is super surreal. Having some of the audience laugh and then some of the audience laugh a beat later when the interpreter is done. Yeah. It is super daunting. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's And I can imagine thing. if you're doing improv, it would totally mess with your pacing if it was not something you were used to. Yeah. So the show is, is starting to fall apart at the seams. Uh, and then... The page has a great talking head here. I just thought, oh my God, I have filled a live studio audience full of deaf people. I thought I was going to lose my job at that very moment. Um, Luckily, like a ton worse things happened. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
Patrice then crawls in, full wardrobe, mm-hmm. planning to do the show, ready to work. Yeah. Just like Colin Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> well, he has a good talking head of like, what am I doing here? What if I was just here to say, hey, fellas, I'm alive, as opposed to, hey, fellas, I'm going to, I'm ready to play Jesus. Patrice is just like, I'm going out there. <laughs> and just walks out on stage. And then a fight breaks out between the two actresses again, carrying over the tension from the previous scene. Mm. And then between Patrice and Eddie, the uh, actors attempt to intervene, but then it just turns into an all-out melee. Yeah, it turns into this insane brawl. And the deaf students are laughing even harder. Yeah, there's the audience is still laughing. And for a moment, Adam and Amber are making out on the couch. Yep. Blink if you miss it. <laughs> blink if you miss blink, blink and you miss it. Adam gets a note to play Gayer. Yes. From Mike Lombardi. And in response, Adam slaps the ever-loving crap out of Mike. Just decks him. And then the TD announces that that day, Adam Ferreira became his hero. <laughs> and then Todd has the greatest talking head here. Like, how's your vision now? It's his nose that he broke, so I, it didn't hit him in the eye. I didn't really get that. But now looking on it, back on it, I guess, you know, Mike had a vision, but whatever. Yeah, it was a really good... Todd is my favorite, like, weird side character. Yes. Uh, the VP of programming snaps and fires Chris, and Jim thinks Dennis will save the day. <laughs> and Dennis is like, no. And Dennis comes in and just says, screw you, Serpico. You're, uh... Oh, because they were going behind his back to start another production They're going to start another company. <laughs> and then the audience loves it, and Michael takes credit. Yeah, he... In, like, super auteur fashion. He says something along the lines of... And the actors were lost in the reality, but the reality was not lost on the audience. I felt like they got it. And I realized that I wasn't just a contest winner. My vision had been understood, and this was exactly what I wanted from the beginning. And I find this whole speech just so funny because we are so far removed from shoes. From his, yeah, from shoes that we're doing for this improv show. Because we we forgot to mention this real quick. Uh, they do bring in writers. Yes. Because the improv isn't working. And we get Stay Doomed alumni. Todd Berry as one of the writers. That's right, we do. And they're terrible. Yes. So don't ever hire Todd Berry, because all of his shows run one season. And uh, it ends on a really good brick joke. Yes. The company that Serpico and Lenny were going to start behind Dennis's back produced Contest Searchlight. Yes. Bald Eagle Productions, I think? Yes. (laughs) So that was the show. Again... My biggest problem is that it felt like there was so much cut. It, it feels like the, it's, there's tons of stuff cut. Uh, there are almost no female characters. Yeah. this And, like, for the first, like, three episodes, the main female character is Amber, who is just discussed in a sexual way. Yes. So that's a little gross. But I think one thing that was super lost was when this was on the air, there were commercials for shoes. Yes. Because I remember, like, it would end, like, the episodes would end with Coming Soon to Comedy Central, Shoes. 
And then the next episode, it was coming soon to Comedy Central. Jesus Jesus and the the gang. gang. Formerly known as Shoes. Uh, And it should be mentioned that uh, the Comedy Central pulls the plug on the show. Yes. So that there is like a canon reason why we never see this show. And it's uh, important to mention that if you're really interested in the Jesus and the Gang theme song, it's on one of Leary's albums. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it is actually on one of Leary's albums oh. in full production. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Uh... So, uh, what else uh, can you tell us about uh, Contest Searchlight? Was there any other phone calls where people worried about Patrice O'Neill? No, because by that point, people kind of knew. <laughs> people figured it out. Uh, everybody on it was on the job at some point, essentially. Yes. This Even is if a... they were, like, the cabana boy. Mm-hmm. This was a job reunion. <laughs> yeah, like, it might have been, the job would have just been canceled. Right. So it might have been, like, here's a, you know, here's a gig to get you through to your next, mm-hmm. your next gig. And, guys. you know, because we see all these people again. Yeah. Because the, they, they all, no, no, I don't think any of these people get jobs. Uh, they they all work, but none of them are like, none of them, be- outside of Kristen Shaw, yeah, none Chris- of them became like super crazy notable. Yeah. I mean, Adam Ferreira is still a great comic. Lenny Clark is a decent comic. Uh, but like, I've never seen Mike Lombardi again, despite the fact that he looks so familiar. Yeah, we did look up Mike Lombardi and we could not find what we would have known him from. I think he looks like John Mayer. He does look like... I mean, that's... So, like, maybe that's what we think. It's like, oh, that guy looks really familiar. It's just that he looks like John Mayer. He looks like 2002. Like, <laughs> yeah. If 2002 was a dude, like a scruffy, obnoxious white dude, that's that's him. Yeah. He went on to be on uh, a lot of Rescue Me. Like, he was a lead in Rescue Me. Yeah, so he's just a leery boy. Yeah. <laughs> He's part of that crew. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like Leary just keeps hiring the same people. Yeah, yeah. He's, he does the Adam Sandler thing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of comedians do. Mm-hmm. There's, like, the Judd Apatow clique. Yeah. There's the, like, BJ Novak, Mindy Kaling group. Right. There's the Kroll Mullaney group. Yes, yes. So, it, that's so part of the So, comedy is high school. Yeah, very much so. But everyone's a dork. So, uh, any anything else you want to throw in there before we give this a verdict? Not really. Like, this was a weird little gem of a show that just ran under the radar. There's not much about it. There's not, like, a still-with-Busey-type fan current for it. Yes. I, I will say that we, we put it to a poll for, from our fans uh, of what Comedy Central shows we should consider. And this received no votes. Unlike many other shows. And I was like, no. Yeah, you really want I to I want to watch one. Contest Searchlight. Yeah, people voted for the show I wanted. <laughs> so. So next week we're going to do. Oh, well, we got to give it a verdict. All right. What's your thoughts? Stay tuned because Project Greenlight came back. <laughs> so okay. let's just do Contest Searchlight some more. I think a post-YouTube contest searchlight would be really fun. Okay, okay. So I don't know if it should have run more seasons, but I think it could be revived successfully. Still with Leary. Huh. Yeah. I, I 
it's very clear that I love this show. I adore this show, and I think it's hilarious. It's a stay doomed because I think it said everything it needed to say. I think just doing it again wouldn't make a lot of sense. I think doing it again now, almost twenty years later, could. But oh, if you do it like right now, yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. I don't think it could have run another season in its time. But I think it could have been revived now since Project Greenlight came back. If they, they should do a reunion show. Yeah. <laughs> like a retrospective. It's just like, why are we doing this? That would be really, really fun. <laughs> Remember when we all got together and didn't make a show? Yeah, I hate you. Yeah, that'd be really fun. <laughs> that would be fun. So our next episode, and closing out uh, Comedy Central Month, because we're only doing three episodes this month, because... Uh, food poisoning is great. Yeah. Um, Stellar. We're going to do That's My Bush. Yes, we found it. We're doing That's My Bush, the sitcom starring the former president. Yep. Because I, I can't wait to watch this now through 2019's lens. Oh, yeah. This is going to be, be fun. This is going to be a wild time. And uh, we have our first, uh, we have our April theme. Yes. We are doing Legends Month. We're doing some of the most famous one-season wonders. Yes, indeed. Uh, We're planning to do Super Train. We're planning to do Cop Rock. We're planning to do Turn On, which was canceled during its first episode. Yes. And we've got a couple other surprises for you. Yes, indeed. Uh, But we're really excited about this month. We've actually, like, pre-planned this month. Yeah, we're getting good at this. Yeah. Only took eight months. Yes, and food poisoning. <laughs> eight months and food poisoning. <laughs> the no hand story. I was going to say that's the name of my album. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, where can people see us live? People can see us live at ZenkaiCon, March 22nd through the 24th in Lancaster, Pennsylvania at the Lancaster Convention Center. We will be doing... Walt Disney's America. A brand new panel. <laughs> Are you okay? Sorry, I don't know what happened to me. I just started... You guys, like, clearly can't see this, but Noah glitched out, yeah, like, it, hard. We will be doing file not found, file not found, file not found. He literally just stopped mid-sentence and started staring at the wall. <laughs> All right. So, Laura, Laura, where can they find us? Uh, what, are we, what are we doing? We will be doing Walt Disney's America, which is a retrospective about how Disney and American culture have interconnected from... Steamboat Willie to Dream Big Princess. We will be doing Stay Doomed Live, which will be a kind of a fun version of how to tell if your favorite show isn't going to make season two and some of the things we learned along the way doing eight months of this podcast. We are going to do stand-up comedy and then Beyond the Tentacle, Fit to be Hentied. And people who look remarkably like us will be doing Cosplay Pro Wrestling. Yes, be sure to check us out there. And where can fi- people reach out to us? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And if you're just a regular Joe with a regular job, I'm at TV's Noah. If you really, really wish the female characters had been better represented in the show, I'm at Priorities. Until next time. Stay doomed.